Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. episode of why won't you date me a podcast where i try to figure out why i'm still single even though i'll suck your dick every night with no problem and no complaints today's guest you've seen her do stand up all around la she's been on at midnight a bunch of times she wrote on drop the mic yes Ooh, baby marcella aguay aguay oh Fuck! You fucked it up. I did, and I asked you how to pronounce it. That's why I said, "Don't worry about it." Before we started, fuck people. Arguello. You know what's funny? No, Arguello. Arguello. Thank Arguello. you. What's funny too is when when people like intro me at comedy shows, and they like obsess over it too much. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening is they fuck up my first name. Ah, what do and they call you? They'll be like Maricella. I uh, mean, Ma- Marissa. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 and then they just and they but they nail my last name. Uh, they nailed it, if you will. They nailed it. Marcella is, if you haven't seen her live, a real treat. Uh, there's one show in particular that I'm thinking of where you did like a full on act out. I was laughing so hard. What did I do? What was the act out? I can't remember, but the audience was like not there for it. Yeah. And then after you were done, you were like, that was a lot of work on my behalf. <laughs> you guys didn't even come halfway. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I hate what you guys, but that's LA. Yeah, in LA, it's like you you do a lot, and they're like, "What else you got?" And it's insane because you're like, "You guys are they're just so there's so much comedy here. Mm-hmm. Even people who are are not regulars of comedy are still inundated with so much comedy." Yeah, and I feel like LA is a lot of. Well, what are you going to do to impress me? Right. All right, I see that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what's I accept. Next? What's next? Yeah. Are you Fuck single? Them. Yeah, I stay single, bitch. <laughs> also, I don't believe that you would suck a du- dick's dude, a dick's, a dude's dick. A, it's a dick's riddle. Dude. A dude's dick uh, every night without complaining. I don't believe that. Um, at this point in my life, I would. Okay. For maybe a solid six to eight months oh, before wow. I'd be like. The honeymoon period. I mean, every night you need this? Why? I love sucking a dick. I also like sucking dick. Yeah. I think it's fun, mm-hmm. and I think I'm powerful when I'm doing it because you are. I can stop at any moment. But you could also chomp down on any moment. Yeah, I could bite your fucking dick off. Yeah, I've seen you eat. You're aggressive. <laughs> I am a very aggressive eater, a very aggressive dick sucker. I hope they put that on my headstone. Oh, wow. Or my tombstone. 
Headstone. Whatever, the same thing. My graveyard plot there stone. It there it is. You aggressive it. eater, aggressive dick sucker. Yeah, it's passion, baby. How long have you been single? I technically have always been single. I've technically never had a boyfriend. Me either. Yeah, I've never had a boyfriend. Um, and is this by choice? No, no. I'm same. I, I, yeah, it's it's not fun. I mean, it's uh, you know, when you're when you look a certain way and you act a certain way. And it's two. It's two things, mm-hmm. right? Because men, like the visually, they're attracted to one thing, and then they get to know you, and you're like, "Well, I don't want that." Mm-hmm. Or it's the other way around. We're like, "Well, I really like your brain, but you don't have a butt, so why would I <laughs> fuck you?" And I'm like, oh, "Well, this is just a nightmare." Well, this is awful. Yeah, I like your personality. Thank you. I like yours. Thank you. And I've decided this year I'm going to make you my good friend. That's uh, great because we know each other. Not super, super well. Not super well. Um, but you run this awesome show in L.A. called Women Crush Wednesdays. It's at the Hollywood Improv in the lab, which is the uh, the room, not the main room, the side room. But it's a good room, especially when it's packed. And you get a good crowd there. And you just tweeted or Instagrammed women of color right. submit a tape. Well, specifically, I said black and brown people, which uh, apparently, quote unquote, yellow women had a problem with. I didn't I got- realize I, I would never refer to an Asian woman as yellow. Yeah. I mean, I know Asian women refer and men refer mm-hmm. to themselves as that. And I'm like, I get it. That's like when a black person refers to themselves as N word, right? Not, not, mm-hmm. I'm not equating it, but it's that concept. Kind of. Right? Because that, the, the term is really, it comes from a derogatory place. Yes. And uh, I even like researched the history because I'm like, I feel like I'm not wrong for not using the word uh-huh. yellow, but like these women were attacking me. I was like, bitch, just fucking submit to my show. What, it's very confusing. It can be very. It can be very confusing. Anyhow, that you were like begging people <laughs> of color to submit to your show, and then people of color were like, "But you didn't ask us, right?" And it's like it is so hard to get invited to the table. Dude, when you were invited to the table. Oh my God. Just fucking show up. I had another woman message me on Facebook and said, "If you're still looking for women, let me know, and I'll send you a clip." What? Just send it. Just send the fucking clip. It is. Are you insane? Really wild to me. Because I exploit the fact that you have a, a show just solely for women. I'm always like, let me do it. Let and me I do want, two minutes. But that's what I want. Let me do it. Dude, my, my favorite thing was when you were like, you did the first time you did the show, you fucking crushed. Like, of course uh, you did. So much fun. But then it was funny. The first thing you said when you got off stage was like, I forgot to do the pedophile joke. <laughs> and I go, well, come. Well, I was like, you can go back on stage. I don't give a fuck. And I was like, come back whenever you want. And you like when Sashir was doing week? it. No, it wasn't the next week. Oh, it, was, maybe, it was like a yeah. month later. Okay. But Sashir showed up and you showed up with her. I mean, she was on the show and you showed mm-hmm. up with her. And I was like, bitch, you want to do the joke? You want two minutes? And you went up there for whatever, two, three minutes, whatever it I is. A three minute bit. And you just did the one joke and it was the f- my favorite pop-in ever. It was the best <laughs> drop-in. You came in to do uh, the pedophile joke, which I fucking love. It. Thank you. I'll tell you something. When it doesn't go well, oh, boy. the silence is deafening. Oh, yeah. I and bet. You just have, the first time I did it, I threw, Sashir told me on vacation to do this joke and... I was like, you think? She's like, I think it's Thank so God. funny. That's why you need this friends like that because it's right. So it's funny, so yeah. good. And the first time I did it, this woman literally went, "No!" And I was like, "Oh no!" And then I just went. Sashir told me, my friend Sashir. Sashir's a maid told me to do this. Wow, joke. you're a snitch. I Threw didn't take you for a snitch, but here we are. Under the bus. That's hilarious. And then was talking to her about it again, and I was like, "Is this one of these things where like you think it's funny because you know me?" And she goes, "No, oh, I genuinely it's think it's a funny." concept she was right and I was like okay so then I like beat it out with her was sending her texts like back and forth being like here's a punchline here's a punchline and then on your show I was like all right let me do and I figured out how to make the joke work just by telling people that nobody likes it right and then that allows it like frees people to be like oh but it's funny right it's it's also like ah it's not that bad no it's not that but it's actually like even if you didn't set it up that way I think it's fucking hysterical I love watching it I love that it like what was cool was watching it grow on my show Mm -hmm. I was like super encouraging of you to do that uh, set on my show and then you brought it back like I don't know maybe a month or two later Mm -hmm. because Nicole Byer is a frequent Woman Crush Wednesdays performer it's one of my favorite shows in LA it's an all women show for anybody who doesn't Mm -hmm. know it's all women show it's 10 bucks every Wednesday no drink minimum please come 7.45 yeah we start around 8 usually Mm -hmm. but we try to encourage 
encourage people to get there as early as possible in case, because what was cool was you needed to run because you just congrats, got a Netflix special. Yes. And you hit you. me up and we're like, can yes. I please have a long set? Which I don't, you're yes. actually the first one. You're the first person to do um, the, the shortest set. You've had the shortest set at Women <laughs> Crush Wednesdays and you've had the longest set. At Women Crush Wednesdays. Oh, that brings me so much yeah. joy. So it was cool because that's why that's what I want my show to be. I want women of mm-hmm. every every background of women to to come and like, I gotta run my Conan, I gotta run my new Netflix, I gotta run this, I gotta like, you know, Taylor did it, Sabrina mm-hmm. Jalise did it, Sam J they all did it before their Netflix stuff. Um, maybe not Taylor, but um it's not, she came before Conan. But that mm-hmm. was cool. It's cool to have like to to have this to, and all the women know that it's a supportive room. Mm-hmm. It's such a supportive room. Truly, if you're a comic in L.A. who's a female-identifying, person of color, queer, anything, All and you have it. a good tape. I have so many white women submitting to my show. I have white men submitting to my show. It's fucking crazy. That's That's insane. what makes me sad. Like The reason I posted that was because I did this comedy seminar. It was free. And um, I, I made a note to be like, Women of color and and queer women, you need to submit to everything. Yes. I don't give a fuck if you don't think you're qualified. Mm-hmm. There are men and women that are white that are submitting to everything, mm-hmm. everything, and um, and and then after the show, I had this this chick, uh, Jill Christie. She was like, "Oh, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna submit to your show." And I was like, "Bitch, why haven't you already? Mm-hmm. Like, you're dating one of my homies. Like, you should know that mm-hmm. you can easily submit. You might even name drop your homie. Like, I, whatever it yeah, takes. Whatever you need to whatever do. Whatever you just need to get do. Get up as much as possible. And then she sent it to me, which was great. And I booked her. It was fine. But then there was another comic who I. Because I was, like, booking, I think I was booking August, and I was going through all my emails, and I was like, fuck, I'm, like, really, like, legit running out of funny black and brown mm-hmm. women. Because that's the other thing. I'm not just throwing up bitches. No, you're you're throwing I, up very... I'm throwing up very... Your shows are stacked. It's well curated. I, I don't fuck around. It's a show. I need it to be funny. Because also, like, but if a woman isn't that funny, I'll be like, all right, you can have five. Mm-hmm. You get an unpaid five-minute spot mm-hmm. at my hot-ass show that always has industry at it. You're welcome, bitch. But <laughs> there was a comic who I do think is, I don't know her that well at mm-hmm. all. Like, I don't, we've met maybe once. But I know her name. I see her name on all the flyers. I know she's, like, in the scene. So I, like, literally searched her name in my submissions. And she wasn't there. Hmm. But she had signed up for my comedy seminar. So her email was there. So I was like, bitch, send me a fucking clip. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to ask. Mm-hmm. And and she finally sent she sent it in. She was like, oh, my God, this is the best email. I'm going to frame it. Me, me, me. You know, she was very sweet. Yeah. But it was like, bitch, submit. Submit. I mean, when I started doing shows in L.A., I was like, well, how do you get booked? So then I just asked a couple People, I think I asked Emily Heller. I was like, "Do you have Booker's info?" And she was like, "Yeah, here's some good shows." Yeah, she sent me like five or six or something. So then I just started emailing, and then people were like, "Do you have a clip?" And I'm like, "I don't have a clip. I have a recording. Is that okay?" Like, and I think people think they're like, "Oh, a clip." So they want like a visual clip, and it's like, right. Just ask, ask just if they ask want to record it. Yes, exactly. Just, just ask whatever. Uh, yeah, I feel like. Black and brown women are like, "Well, I don't want to do it until I'm ready." And I was like, "Well, when are you ever ready? When are you ready?" And uh, I've like said this in interviews and stuff, but like Tiffany Haddish, her catchphrase, she ready, is a real thing. Yeah. You have to, like, she has been saying that since I've known her. And it's a real thing. She's been ready. So when she had that opportunity, it was like done. It was like, of course she's going to become a fucking star for that. She was so ready. And she was, I don't want to speak on her behalf, but I think she saw that casting breakdown and was like, I'll be the fourth woman. I think I want that. And then I think her management was like, got her into the audition. Like, you just have to go after what you want. Yeah, exactly. It was so funny, too, at the SNL after party. That's right. I know things with people (laughs) and events. Anyways... She, I went to watch her, and uh, I was at the SNL off party, and and I, I go up to her, and I was just like, I mean, I we damn near teared up hug, hugging each other because it was just like, mm-hmm. holy shit, it's happening, yeah. you know? And she goes, and I'm like complimenting her, I'm like, you fucking killed it, I'm so excited, mm-hmm. like blah 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 blah, I'm doing the whole thing, and uh, she goes, girl, where well, you're next, you know, you, you need to be ready, she ready, you need to be ready because mm-hmm. they coming after you, and I was like, bitch, we're not talking about me right now, I am ready, I'm not worried about me, we're talking about you and this night. But she that's what's cool about her too, is she is also encouraging of other yes. women, you know? And that's, yes, and that's hard she's to find. Very uplifting. And she I is. feel like a lot of women feel like there's only room for two of us or one of Which us. Which used a time. to be true. It used, it to, used be true, to be true. It's but not true anymore. you gotta lift people up. If you're not lifting people up, how do you expect 
more inclusion to happen. Right, exactly. You're like a very strong opinionated person. Oof. Do you think that <laughs> Do you think that's hindered you in oh, the absolutely. dating? Oh, absolutely. It's hindered me in everything. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. It's hindered me in everything. It ruined my relationship with my dad. Really? It ru- yeah, it ruins it ruined friendships. It just ruined everything. And it's because I'm like, fu- no, you don't fucking get to tell me how to think. You don't mm-hmm. get to tell me how to live. And I don't mean in a way of like, I was never like a rebellious. I was a good kid. I was just mm-hmm. a mouthy bitch. <laughs> and it was like people couldn't wrap their heads around it, you know, for a long time. But I was a good kid. I'm still a good woman, mm-hmm. a good daughter. But, you know, I fucking, I'm, I am the way I am and I speak the way I speak and it makes people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're a good example of someone who, we don't know each other that well, but you're so comfortable in yourself that what I am and who I am doesn't threaten you. you doesn't, no. It doesn't hurt your feelings. If anything, you don't take it, it personal. makes me interested. Right? Because I'm like, ooh, we may disagree on something or whatever, but, like, I'm still very curious to to hear your point on something like I couldn't do maybe it was Women Crush Wednesday and I was like oh I'm working you're like you never have to explain why you, you should do something and I was like damn another person would be like oh she's literally telling me how to live my life but in that moment I was like no that's right yeah. you are right yeah. I, I, I've been trying to not explain why I can't do things and just say no you, you, exa- you should and I feel like men do that Oh, 100%. But women are like, I'm so sorry, I have to. I have this, I have that. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know, no. And it's like, just say no, sorry, I can't do it. And it's not like the person's gonna be like, what are they doing? But no, so that, go, but oh, the okay. thing is, some people do. That's the problem, mm. and they only do it to women. Mm-hmm. There's nobody mad at Nick Thune because he canceled last minute. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And 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 nobody should be mad at you if you cancel last minute either. Like, yeah, it bums you out. Like, I get it. It mm-hmm. does. You're like, oh, well, that's kind of sad. You know? Like, I, I had um. I had Jean Grey on my show, and she's amazing. She's a rapper. She's funny. She's great. She killed it. But Quinta was, Brunson was also on that show, mm-hmm. and I had booked her. And the day I posted the flyer, she texted me. She's like, "I got." She's like, "Oh my god, you're gonna be so mad at me." Mm-hmm. She was like, "I can't make the show," and I was like, "Bitch, I don't go live your go life. Live your life. Like, go, go be work. with." You. She go was like, do... I got, "I'm visiting my family." I'm like, "Good, uh-huh. go visit your fucking family. Don't come and waste ten minutes." You know, like I don't give mm-hmm. a fuck. Go live your life. It sucks for me because it's like, oh, now I'm false advertising. But also, mm-hmm. fuck everybody. Whatever. So what? Now you showed up to my show expecting Quinta, and you still see a but hot you, lineup. Yeah, you see some great, my amazing bad, ten women bucks. Yeah, that you normally maybe wouldn't see. Yeah. So you're a tall woman. I'm sure people talk about it constantly. Yeah. Do I went to the I went to the mall. I never. I have a rule about going out on the weekends. I don't do it. <laughs> I don't go shopping. I stay in the. I don't uh-huh. because I get stared at a lot. And I'm, really? yeah, it's really uncomfortable. And yesterday I was just like, I don't want to be in my house. We don't have AC. Uh-huh. So I hit up my girl, Kim, and we went to, um, we went to have lunch we, we, and we were right around the corner from the Glendale Galleria. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just go shopping. Like it's AC. Mm-hmm. I like to shop. Let's just go and waste mm-hmm. the whole day. And that's what we did. And it was nice. But I was like, oh yeah. Like walking through the food court to sit down. Cause we got mm-hmm. like a Cinnabon at some point. I was like. Oh, yeah, this is why I don't leave the house. Like, it was just whispers and people stare. And the thing is, people speak in other languages and they think I just because you're speaking in another language doesn't mean I don't know you're talking uh-huh. about me. It's like it's all body language and tone. And I can see your eyeballs. This honestly blows my fucking it's mind. It's crazy. Because what, what are you, six two? Six two. I don't. I'm also very thin. So it, it makes it look like I'm even taller. Oh, that's why I've been told I'm an optical illusion. Huh. <laughs> I remember first meeting you, clocking that you were tall and then moved on. Yeah, but you're also a big black woman. Yeah. You have your share of bullshit yeah. and comments your, yourself, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, I go shopping and I hear – and I don't blame kids. Kids are fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm less likely to hear it if I'm out on the weekends. I had this little girl just be like, that's a big lady. <laughs> Oh, you know no. what I mean? And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's cute to hear it. But it's also like, shut your kid up. Yeah. Teach, teach your kid some manners. Why? Yeah. Teach your kid that you never have to comment no, on a person that you no. see. Because you don't you don't know. You don't know. You don't know what that person's going you through. Like, know. you don't need to. You also be fucking crazy. Yeah. You, you don't turn know. around. You have a fucking blade under your fucking. <laughs> yeah. I turn around and I was like, Haha, and then the mom was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, well, well. I was in New York and I was getting into a car and I was doing press for Nailed It, so I was with Jacques Torres, uh, 
my co-host slash head judge. He's amazing. And he's perfect. And he was wearing his chef jacket. Oh my gosh. So he was very recognizable. Right, right, right. I had different hair, looked very like I right, right, right. if you weren't if you didn't know me, you weren't gonna clock me. Right, right, right. So he was taking pictures with people. I was smoking a cigarette. He gets in the car, I follow him in the car, and then I heard someone say, Yeah, that's her. You know, the host, the big fat black one. <gasps> and I was like, Okay. I know what I look like, but I'm the only person getting in the car with this man. So what was the purpose of saying Right, what's the that? extra? Yeah. You don't and need you that. said it loud enough for me to hear. What did you want me to lean out of the car and be like, it's me, the big fat black one. Thank you. Thank you for not knowing my name, but truly just describing my physicality. Thank you so much. I didn't know. For half a second, I thought I was a small Indian woman. Oh, Thank you man. for clarifying it's my just, black. It's a, I've had people walk up to me and they go, excuse me. And I just go, 6'2". And I turn around and they're like, how did she know? Because it's like humans are fucking stupid. Predictable is what they are. I think it's Biff from Back to the Future was getting, are you Biff so much that he just hands out a business card when people approach him? Yeah. To be like, I am. I do, let's not talk about it. So often, like, I did a show last night and I was like, I'm tall. Get over it. Move on. Take it in. I'm not talking about it tonight. Just get over it. I just can't. I just can't. I can't address it every fucking set I do. Yeah, and that... But people want me to. I'll, I'll still say that and someone comes up and they're like, I really wanted you to talk about how tall you are. I'm like, why? I have opinions on everything. <sighs> I guess people can't get past things that they see. I did a corporate event for a shoe company and I was running through my set with, uh, with Sashir and she said, they can't possibly want 10 minutes of shoe jokes. They probably want some of your material. And I was right. like, okay. I get there. And these people were applause breaks for shoe jokes oh my that God. I had never said out loud. It didn't workshop. It was just like, I know there's a punchline there. And then for my material, they were like, huh, she was talking about shoes. Well, Let's talk about well, shoes more. I don't like this. Were, uh, they, all, were they all white? No, it was pretty. It was a pretty inclusive group. That's weird, then. But That's they, like extra weird. They well, I guess it was like their corporate event, and they wanted to hear about themselves. And you're I, telling me the pedophile joke didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it on the road. I bet you don't. I fucking bet you don't. I can't really do it on the road. I bet. But it, it's honestly my favorite joke. It's I've such a good joke, ever dude. Written. It's so funny. And I think it's because the reaction I get. So I did it. Um, my agent saw me because I, I wanted him to see me do an hour. He had never seen it. Mm. Uh, he'd only seen like snips of what I'd sent right, him. Right, right. And he's like, let's see this hour that you want to sell so bad. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. okay. So and then you came. sold it immediately. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty fast yeah. from him seeing it. Isn't to, that a, oh, anyways. Okay. It's Different crazy. conversation. Different conversation. Just finish it's, the story. So he saw it. I did that joke. And his he gave me some like great notes on the set and then was like, that joke is so dangerous because people were screaming, laughing, audibly going, no, but then like enjoying themselves. Yeah. And when I did it at Women Crush Wednesday the first time, so she said there was a woman in the back running back and forth laughing really hard. Oh my God. And I was like, so what funny. a treat. Because that's <laughs> all I ever want to do when I'm on stage is make people feel everything. Emotion. Yeah. Everything. That, and it and it makes them feel so many things. They just start laughing because mm -hmm. that's the thing a lot of people do when they don't know how to process a lot of shit. They mm -hmm. just laugh nervously. Yeah, and I love it. It's so oh, powerful. Truly. Anyways, I can't get dick. You can't get dick. <laughs> what are we gonna? What's do? the last? Are you on apps? Mm -mm. No, I'm not because. And I don't know how. If I don't, are you on? I'm on all of them. Oh, okay. Um, I should I feel like I should have known that. But anyway, um, okay. I. I I've, I worry about the fetishism of being mm. tall and being thin, um, and I don't. I'm like I don't. I don't want a dude who's like obsessed with tall women, mm -hmm. and that's his thing. I just you know because I don't care. I don't. I don't have a height preference. Mm -hmm. I just have like a let's like each other preference. So you would date uh, shorter. I've dudes. dated shorter dudes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the shortest dude I ever dated was five seven. It's pretty okay. short. Pretty short. That is pretty short compared to me, six two in heels. Wait, six two in heels? No, six no, two and then in you wear heels. heels. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about you—that you wear heels. It's great. I love it. I love someone who 
has something that makes them an utter other an otter an utter an other and then cow. they're like oh I'll accentuate that yeah well you kind of have to because it's like why why do why do I have to wear sneakers mm-hmm. or sandals with a dope ass outfit fuck mm-hmm. that I'm already and that I have a joke one of my openers I'm like I'm already up here so fuck it I'm just gonna wear these heels mm-hmm. also this drink I made is really good it's delightful we're drinking. Orange LaCroix and some Tito's. Yeah, it's really tasty. It's refreshing. I like it. What's mm. the last date you've been on? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's been a year and a half. Okay. Since I've, I, I was the last relationship I was in and uh, ended really badly. Okay. I was in love. It, only, uh, it was only for two months, too. It was mm-hmm. really sad. It was a really sad ending. It was really fucked up. I'll tell up. you something. People who aren't like serial monogamists such as myself, I find that if you have something for a month or two, you're just like, wow, this might last, this might be my forever. And you get invested, I think, and you get excited. You do, but also it was like, we got along so well, or Mm -hmm. so I thought. And, you know, and I was like, oh, this is like, he's a good man. He gets me. Mm -hmm. He's honest. I'm honest. Like, this is working out. Like, it's just... It didn't feel terrible. Um, and then it's just like he was a pathological liar. So it just it fell apart pretty quickly because I was like, oh, I fell in love with the, not him. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with what he wanted to be for me, which is like, OK, well, that's the guy I want to actually look mm-hmm. for, you know. Um, but uh, and where did you find him? He was a writer. I mean, he was. Um, how did we meet? He just produced a comedy show. And mm-hmm. he was really I, I thought he seemed really cool. He seemed cool online. And we'd only in- interacted a couple times, and um, I asked I asked out basically every guy I've ever been dated, and so I asked him out, which is like now I'm like maybe I shouldn't anymore, because it's I, really turning into you know what it is. Men are so used to, uh, not just asking but like courting and like almost mm-hmm. like men are used to having to convince women to like them. Yes, that when it's the other way around, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It really does not fucking work like I have to convince a man to like me it's not like most men don't like women period mm-hmm. sort of like mm-hmm. sort of yeah. like be like hey I don't know if you're even attracted to me and I don't even know if you like me but I feel like it would work out like that's why Bumble is interesting yes and might would probably be the only one I work would be on but also I'm like I don't I just can't I just can't do it I'll tell you something about Bumble Bumble so it makes it seem like the power is in the woman's hands right but Men just swipe yes a lot of times on everybody. And then they're like, well, who's going to message me? And then they weed them out that way. So it's just like a second step of being rejected. I have a comic friend who I love and adore him. He's one of, he's, well, I haven't hung out with him recently, but he is one of my close friends in general that I've known forever. But his strategy on dating apps was saying yes to everyone. Mm -hmm. And then when a woman would um, respond or make the first move, he would just be nice to them. And he, and he said, women are so used to getting like filthy, aggressive, mm-hmm. rude messages that if I'm just nice, I will get laid. <sighs> and then on top of that, he is like knows the Zodiac up and down. Mm-hmm. He is, women love the Zodiac. So I just know which signs I can actually are easier to fuck and which uh. ones are harder to fuck. So he uses the whole, he, girl, he has it. He's always laid. He always has a bitch. He's always getting laid. What a way. I just, uh, honestly, it also confirms how I feel a lot of the times where I'm like, if a man's nice to me, I'll follow him to the ends of the earth. Right. And it's true because a lot of times men will say nasty things Mm -hmm. to me or proposition me like off the bat when I wasn't even being sexual right uh yeah it's but can you imagine all he has to do is be nice and and just know a little about your zodiac sign and he gets laid it it works it would work on the time it works 100% of the time I know it would work on me yeah and he said he said the one sign he never really goes for is Leo's he's like those are the hardest ones Uh, and you know what I'm a Leo are you yeah I am I'm a Virgo Mm. but I'm an early Virgo Uh, but also, I don't, I don't really, I don't buy into signs and stuff, but if there was a man talking to me about signs, I'd be like, well, I feel like he's 
in touch with women because right. exactly, women like dude. signs. It's so it's so it's the best, dude. He has it broken down so well. It's I so mean, smart. He should write a movie about that shit. He really should, or like a fucking book, something to be like, hey, gentlemen, women are not stupid, but like treated so poorly in this world that if you are nice to them, they will. Just come a yeah. come a crawling like just yeah. thankful that yeah. you're being nice to them. And the thing is, he's also I will say he's also handsome. He has a good body, so mm-hmm. that also and he's talented and he's he's you know works all the time. So that also is to his benefit because mm-hmm. like that book might not help some like dumpy ass dude yeah, like who has a bad attitude idiot. because he has a positive attitude about it always because he also mm-hmm. knows like, women are disposable, so that he'll just get uh. another one. He knows it. He won't. He would never say that. But he knows yes, it. Yes, but he knows it in his heart of hearts. There's another comic who always has like two Instagram models with him at all times. And I'm like, you're probably, and I've spoken to him where I find myself enamored with him by the end of the conversation right, right. because he's nice and he'll ask me about myself. And then I'll like see him walk out with his two Instagram models. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how you get women. Yeah. That's how you get women to flock to you. Right. Just by being nice, nice. and asking them imagine? questions about themselves. So that being said, I am not nice. I am not friendly. <laughs> and it, it does it does not help me in the dating, in the in the flirting world. And it's it sucks. I mean, I try to be I try to put my best foot forward, but also I'm not I am who I am. Like I was yeah. dating this guy and we went to the arc light and I was like well, let's not sit in those seats that we bought. Uh, this theater's not full. Let's sit wherever we want. Right. He's like, well, no. Oh, God. We bought these seats. Oh, and I was God. like, yes, but there's nobody here. So truly, we can sit wherever we want. If we wanted to, we could talk through the movie. And he's like, talk through the movie. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, we own this place. There's nobody else here. Yeah, it's like we're home. It's like we're home, but now we yes. have this big theater to ourselves. Ugh, I just, I keep meeting men who... Just don't want to, like, I need a whimsical man. I need, I, like, a Willy Wonka of I a man. I think it's not l- so much about whims- whimsy and whimsicalness and all that. It's more like you just want someone who adapts. And, and yeah. it's going to just go with the flow and have fun because our lives are so crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and so more often than not, like, if we're on the road and you decide to go to the movies, you're alone. And you don't mm-hmm. get to talk to anybody. And you're like, oh, if someone was here, this would be so much funner. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm going to enjoy myself no matter what, right? Yeah. Or whatever. And then like, you're in a situation where like, oh my God, if this happened on the road, this would be like the greatest shit mm-hmm. ever, right? But So you go on the road a lot. Um, I stay busy. Do you? No. F- you don't fuck people? You don't I, fuck no, chuckle don't. fuckers? No. I have never had they a don't man like me. hit on me after a show. I, I mean, I have, but they're all older and creepy. Uh, and, yes. You know, it's just not the type that I want. I get a lot of... So my... Demographic of fans are women, gay men, and then boyfriends that are dragged by right, right, the right, women. Right. And a hundred times out of a hundred times, the man will go, Hey, uh, I didn't know who you were, and I was kind of upset to be brought here, but right. you were you were actually funny for a girl. And I'm like, gee golly. Right. What a non-compliment. Right. I was just fucking funny. Right. I and then what the men who hit on me after shows are like older gentlemen. What about who just, staff? Do you ever fuck staff? No, I have a couple times, and that was actually kind of the move because usually, interesting, the dudes that work at a comedy club are um, not always dirtbags. Actually, mm-hmm. they can be pretty chill. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to think. I the men usually stay away from me no, when me I'm too. on the road. I, I, yeah, they don't. I mean, why would they? If if a man is at my show, it's usually because his woman brought mm-hmm. him. No, no, I mean like the staff. Like I've oh, never yeah, been yeah, hit yeah. on by a staff I person. I mean, I have also never been hit on by the staff, but I definitely fucked a staff yes, member. you are the person being like, let's yes. do this. All right, yeah. hold on one second because we got to take a break. Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeyes. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on too. Head to Popeyes and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. 
Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to uh, Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back! What a dream, what a treat. So, yeah, I just... These apps are... I, would, I don't think I could ever do it. You know what's funny? I think last year, maybe, I finally downloaded an app. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm mm-hmm. going to get an app. I don't remember which one it was. And I saw all my friends, all my guy friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, nope. I was on for like 10 minutes. I was like, nope, I'm deleting this. I can't. I'm not going to fuck any of my homies. I swipe yes on every friend I know just to see if we match. Nine times out of 10, they're like, just wanted to say hello. And I was like, okay, but Why? Why did you swipe on me? Right. Me personally, I was like, I swiped yes to say hello, but then also to be like, maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah, Co- maybe Dude, I never thought dating. of you that way. You know, that's the other thing is like comics dating. I fully support. Like when people are like, you shouldn't mm-hmm. date comics. I'm like, no, you shouldn't fuck people that are pieces of shit. Yes, period. Any anywhere anywhere in the world. That's mm-hmm. that's a fact. 
But like comics who get married and it works, like I wish. It's nice. It's super nice. Moshe and Natasha. I was just about to say them. They are such a nice couple. Yeah. They fit together. Yeah. They just they work together. Yeah. And they have a like a mutual understanding that like I may be busy at this time, you may be busy at this time, we might be busy together right. or separately. But like they understand each other's schedules and like what a dream. And they're it's also like dream. at a level where they're both working. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. I haven't spoken to either of them about this, but like I feel like there's no competition. Yeah. Nicole, can I ask you a question? Yes, please. Um, You started doing stand-up after you did Girl Code, right? Yes. And you did Girl Code for like six months or some shit like that, um, right? And then they were like, every. I remember Jess May just being like, we've been trying to encourage her to do stand-up. Yeah. And, uh, and, then, they, and then they pushed you into it, which was cool. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you got Girl Code? I had moved here already, so that's 2012, uh, 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 11, 11, 12, 25. Pretty young. Yeah. Um, did were, Was dating before that easier? No. No. Was it I, worse? Harder? It wasn't. It was easier to get laid. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I... I I was doing like improv and sketch or whatever. So like I was still doing comedy, but I was at like a theater that was pretty incestuous where everyone right. was just like fucking each right, other. Right, right. And we would go out to bars after shows. So being at a bar in New York, you can get laid just if you try hard enough. Right, 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 right. right. If you stay late enough, if you talk enough, right. you'll get laid. Right. And then moving to LA, I realized. Oh, this is like just a different town. Yeah, totally. People don't go out as often. Nobody's staying out till four o'clock in the fucking no, morning. Nobody. So moving here was just harder for dating. And then people recognizing me, I sometimes you meet someone at a bar, you start talking to them, you're like, ooh, baby, this is gonna happen. And then 20 minutes into the conversation, they were just like, yeah, it's just really great to talk to you because like I love how you are on Girl Code. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's nice that you're a fan, but I thought we were going to fuck. And then it's like, no, I just wanted to talk to you. Mm -hmm. So that's been a little hard and challenging. But like, I'm grateful that people like me and respond to my stuff. Right. But just say off the bat. Like, don't make me wonder. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm such a fan of yours. Mm-hmm. Can we have a con- can I buy you a drink? Can we have one conversation over this just one drink? One conversation. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. And I dated this guy who on our first date, five minutes into the conversation was like, hey, just like, just so you know, like I know you're a comedian. I've seen your work. I've heard you on podcasts. It felt weird to not say that. And I said, okay. And then we like kept going and he truly like didn't ask me anything about work, which was nice because Super like nice. you wouldn't ask an engineer like, hey, so like, uh, how do you how do you do what you do? Like, what is the science facts of engineer or whatever? I don't know. A lawyer like, how do you write a disposition? Like, you wouldn't ask them that. So it is very weird when someone's like, can you tell me a joke? It's like, no, I'm not at work. Right. Uh, but then, like, the closer we got, the more times we like hung out. He would just like ask me some questions, but then I didn't mind answering them right, because right, we had right, already right. gotten to know each right, other. Right, right, right. And he was an editor, so like. Like, I had questions about editing sometimes, and, like, we both like to watch movies. So, like, we just had, like, a lot of things in common, but, like, just different different right. aspects of the entertainment industry. But, yeah, man, t- the apps, they're very hard. Ooh, I haven't done this in a while. Want to look at my Tinder profile and tell me what you think? Yes, let's do it. I don't even, I've never been on Tinder, so I don't even know. Okay, so you just swipe through the pictures, tell the people what you see. If you'd like to see them along with Marcella, you can go to Facebook.com. I think it's uh, Nicole Byer Comedy. That's my fan page or whatever. Nicole, these are all great pictures. (gasps) Thank you. Okay, I'm a big old bitch with a fat ass. Hey. I like people with a sense of humor. I'm definitely a thought, she says. Mm -hmm. Have you updated this? Uh, I updated it like a month ago. Mm -hmm. Or maybe two months ago. It's been a minute. Okay, you say, your last thing you put was, also, I'm all about that D, and by D, I mean dinner. You should say, just kidding, I also mean dick. Because <laughs> you're trying to get late, it's Tinder. I know. My friend Molly was like, you should put that so people can infer whatever they want to infer on that. No. Okay. It's, it's not as funny. 
Okay, and it's, you're it's right. not your. It's not you. You're right. That's not you. You're right. Did she say that? And then you were like, "I'll write it." I did. Yeah. You were. You're trying. a na- You're a nasty bitch. I am. That's and really I, what you should write in here. I'm a nasty I'm bitch. A nasty bitch who loves to fuck. Yeah. But I think I might be at a point where I want to be in a relationship. You should write that. Write that right since you just said I'm a nasty bitch who likes to fuck. But I also think I'm at a point where I want a relationship. But I mean, we have friends that have gotten married off Tinder. I know, but I feel like I missed the boat on that. I don't think so. I don't. You agree don't with think that. so? No, okay. there's no such thing. Yeah, this is um. I don't like the way that this is set up. <laughs> You've done like um your your best one liners that you would not use on stage. You're mm-hmm. like these are throwaway, but there some of them are not reflective of you. I can see that. That's why that day uh, dinner thing is like that's not okay. That's not Nicole. I could okay. see it, dude. The fact that I I caught that immediately. You truly did. And that's true. You did clock that. And it's not you. You should just write what you just said. I'm a nasty bitch who likes to fuck, but I'm also at a point where I wouldn't mind a full blown, whatever the fuck or whatever you just said. Play the tape back. Write it down. Write it down. I'll listen to it and I'll write it down. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Those are you pictures on Raya? Are great. What? No, I'm not. I don't want to be on a dating app. Ah, uh, yes, you did say that. I don't. This is too weird. I also, like, you know what it is? White men are attracted to my body. Mm-hmm. And black and brown men are attracted to my brain. Ah. And it's really shitty for me. Okay. It's really shitty. And in L.A., black and brown men want like a kardashian looking ass mm-hmm. bitch that's what they want yes and it's not fun for any chick yeah who doesn't look like that and i feel like very few people look like that so it feels insane to think that that's what a man would want it's crazy because like i don't have i don't have money to get surgery but also These women aren't natural it's not that it's just i don't look like that period yeah. What's wrong with not looking like that? What's okay? What's not okay with me? Yeah, exactly. And most of the dudes that want that don't look like the dude that any of those bitches would fuck anyways. So what the fuck? Have you been tall your whole life? A whole life, yeah. I mean, maybe when I was little, little, but. Yeah, I've been fat my whole life. So like, I don't know another way to be. Yeah. And I feel like, like in high school, I grew up in an all white neighborhood. Me and my sister were like, I guess two of five black kids in my high school, Mm, maybe 10 of us. There was very few of us. We weren't made fun of because we came up in a town, or like I was lucky enough to live in a town where being black or being an other was cool. So like, I don't know, like hip hop was being embraced and being black was cool. And that was like friendship wise, but like relationship wise, I don't think that it was cool. Like if right, right. one of these little white boys brought home a black girl, I'm pretty sure their mother would be like, oh, what? No, they would say, oh, no, no, Are no. Are you sure? No, no, this is a cute phase. Yeah, and my mom would say things like that. She'd be like, well, they're nice to your face now, but wait till one of these boys brings you home. Right. And I was like, oh. And she's right. And it never clicked until like I got a little older, but then nobody ever brought me home. Nobody was ever like. Right, right. And uh, yeah, I just, where did you grow up? Northern California, Modesto, California. I don't even know where that is. 209. It's like less than a five-hour drive. Oh, okay. Up north. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's predominantly, it was predominantly white. I think it still is pretty white, but now it's getting like, there's there's always been an Asian community there. Now there's a bigger Latino community. Now, mm-hmm. now, now with the gentrification of Oakland, there's a black community in Modesto. And um, there's a little more mix than it was before. It's mm-hmm. still completely like east side and west side like the ghetto and the not ghetto it and is crazy how cities are gentri- or not gentrified are segregated yeah they're super segregated it's like Chicago I think is one of the most successfully segregated yeah. cities in America successfully segregated I mean I my family lives in Chicago and I didn't they live on the south side I'd never really seen white people there. So when white people were like, I'm from Chicago, I'd be like, cute, you're from a suburb. Right. You're from like Schaumburg or whatever, Evanston. Right. And Mateo Lane was like, come do this show. It's on the north side. And I never really went to the north side. Get there, park my car. And it was like the walking dead of white people. They were just walking in. They were every fucking oh way. And I was like, wait a minute. What do you mean? What is? I was 
shocked. And I think I opened the set with, I've never seen so many white people in Chicago. I've never been to the North Side. And then I got off stage and a bunch of people were like, that was really funny. Yeah, that's this is where we all are. And I was like, this is nuts. And they're proud of it. Yeah. That's the thing. And you know, it's so funny too because I, I always find it interesting and it's, it's true here in LA too where it's like, you know, you see people online just be like, uh, diversity, inclusiveness, wow, we got to fight for these rights. And mm-hmm. then you like go on their Instagram and you're like, all your friends look like you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. And you're not making any effort to actually mm-hmm. be friends. Like, actually be friends. Like, yeah, maybe you're friends with Nicole Byer, but you're not actually, actually friends with yes. Nicole Byer, you know? And that's the shit that really gets under my skin. Like, it's the same shit with, dude, that's why this, like, the kids in cages stuff is interesting. Because people are like, oh, I can't believe we're separating families. It's crazy. And then they'll, like, post a picture of them at, like, a uh, cafe in Highland Park. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, guys, you know what's happening at Highland Park? Families are getting separated. Mm-hmm. That's what's exactly happening. It's just not in a cage, so yes. you don't think it's terrible. Gentrification is such an interesting thing because you don't – I mean, you know it's happening, but, like, it just – it happens pretty fast. It happens pretty fast, but I think the other thing um, that makes it weird is how many – like, whatever like, – like, Highland Park, good example. A lot of Latinos – they the Latinos that that originated from Highland Park are also like, oh shit, these white kids want to rent our space for mm-hmm. hella money. Fuck it, yeah, let's fuck it. rent. Let's, do let's it. fucking do it. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Let's go live somewhere else and with a bigger house mm-hmm. and, and and let's let's upgrade. Everybody wants to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to upgrade. That's the American dream. It is. That's why immigrants come here. They want to mm-hmm. fucking upgrade, even if it is living in the hood of a hood. Uh-huh. The hood of a hood in America is. Still nicer than the shit that pops off yeah. in the third world country. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. Yeah, it's wild. Like, Los Feliz, I'm pretty sure it should be Los Feliz. It is. I'm pretty sure. It's Wait, a- so we pronounce it. Dude, I, like, the first thing I, that was the reason I didn't want to move there, mm-hmm. was every time I said Los Feliz, somebody was like, it's pronounced Los Feliz. I'm like, no, 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 just because yes. you can't say it. And it's Doesn't mean the pronunciation changes. The Spanish named neighborhood was gentrified so much, so much that the name is pronounced incorrectly. Yeah. I mean, Los Angeles is also pronounced incorrectly, but it's all, it's like whatever. We don't. Give what a is shit. it? How is it pronounced? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Really? No. Angeles. Los Angeles. 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 There it is. Los we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna have her we're gonna have her people thinking she's Dominican. Uh, this Tito's Los was very strong. I'm mumbling. Angeles. Yeah, I also I feel. Uh, I know I'm feeling happy. good. This conversation is going to go forever, mm-hmm. <laughs> dude. There was a guy I I had like two summers ago. There was a guy I was. It was a comic, and my ideal situation would be mm-hmm. being with a comic and yeah. being with someone who gets my life. So there was a comic that I had a crush on. All the homegirls knew I had a crush on him, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna like by the end of the summer. I'm going to like just if if this is like going well and we're hanging out and it feels mm-hmm. good and it's cool. I'm going to just be like, yo, I got feelings for you. What? Right. Mm-hmm. So we had spent a bunch of fucking time together. It was really nice. We uh-huh. got along. It was really sweet. Um, it. So there was a moment where I was like, this is this is the week to do it. I'm going to be like, yo, what's good? Mm-hmm. So we're all everybody's fucked up. We're at this thing. We're all fucked up, and I pull him aside. I'm like, dude, I fucking really like you. And he's like, I like you too. And I'm like, no, no, no. I like really, really like like you, like you. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, but whatever I said, I was like professing mm-hmm. my love for him, basically. And I was like, so there's that. And he just stood there frozen. Oh, boy. And I was like, so anyway, so I really like you. And so if like we could do something with this, that would be uh-huh. cool because we get along so well. Your family loves me. Your friends love me. I, I can tell you really like me. We get mm-hmm. along so well. And he stayed frozen. And my temper kicked in because I have uh-huh. a bad temper. And I go, you know what? I know you like white girls with big butts. So you know what? <laughs> Just do that. Follow that. I'm good. Just want to let you know. Uh-huh. It's all good. Peace out. And I walked away and I was like, well, that's done. <laughs> It was embarrassing, but that's did the other thing. Did he ever say anything to you? He did, but it was like the next the next day, and it was not. It was a very. He really threw himself under the bus. It was not. Uh-huh. I'm not going to repeat what he said because it was not pleasant. No, and it was just. It was that moment where I was like, I can get along with a man so perfectly mm-hmm. that I'm like, I'm not imagining things. This no, is this you're is not. like this is a good thing. Like we, we work well together. We make a good team. Like, we look good together. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nice, you know. And it's all, it was all the things. And in L.A., 
men are so there's so many they're so saturated with beautiful people beautiful people whatever that is for them uh-huh that when they do actually have something of substance mm-hmm. they don't go with it they're like why would i do that also why would i settle down of like self-worth is warped because you right. see dumpster men with beautiful women and it's like that dumpster man's probably a millionaire. Right. That's probably why he's got that. Or he's right. got some sort of power. That's why right. he's got that. You're an open micer. Like, what is, like, just chill out and stay in your lane. Right. I worked with this guy, and I really liked him. He was the director of what I was working on. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell him that, like, over these last couple of weeks, I've really been feeling him. I think he's cute. I think he's nice. I think we compliment each other. So at the rap party, I was just like, hey, uh, I'm going to tell you something. You have two options. One, you say, Nicole, I wholeheartedly agree. And we go out. Two, you say, Nicole, uh, no hard feelings, but I don't feel the same way. Okay? And he said, okay. I said, I like you. I think you're really attractive. I think you're cute. Um, I think uh, we would, you know, fit well together. And then he was like, oh, gee, Nicole, uh, well... I just, and I was like, I said two options. Yeah. Is it one or two? And then he's like, I, I think I, I'd like to take you out. And I was like, okay, cool. So then we like exchanged numbers, started texting. And then the text came that was like, I don't know if I feel the same way about you that you do me. And I was like, we could have avoided Exa- all of this. Dude, you were that, not going to hurt my oh, feelings. Yeah. I literally told you. Yeah. You could say no to my fucking face. Yeah. And you were too coward to do that yeah. like you had to do it at least you got text. an audible response this i dude, can't imagine someone bro, just I was blinking like, at me like that's the other thing is like i know i have a bad temper and i'm working on it it's a thing mm-hmm. whatever i don't raise my voice but i got a temper and i remember thinking like oh like i'm gonna lose my shit right now mm-hmm. like i have to walk away and i just have to say like a quick like a funny thing or something and mm-hmm. just get out of here because i was like i'm gonna lose it i stopped working with someone i was working with and when I told him that we weren't going to be working together anymore, he, like, blinked at me and didn't say anything. And I was like, I felt the blood boil. And I was like, don't. Yeah. Just stay calm. Yeah. And then he was saying shit at me that I was like, none of this makes sense. And yeah. I was like, just stay calm. Don't yell. Don't give him what he wants. He wants you to get angry. Because then you have something to argue about. Right. But if you stay calm, you can't argue about anything. Because you're just stating facts. So I have that issue with getting very angry and like right. shooting off at people. Like I got into an argument with a fellow comic about something and we like got on the phone and I got like heated real quick. Right. And they were like, you sound angry. And I was like, I'm not angry. I'm making a point. But I also was angry. Right. And after like talking to somebody else about it and like really thinking about it, I was like, oh, we literally were coming at this from two different uh, like schools of thought. Right. So then I apologized to them. I was like, here's where I was coming from. They were like, here's where I was coming from. And I was like, great. I'm so glad we had right, that right, moment right, right. where we could just get on the same page about why we were upset with each other. <sighs> yeah, it's hard. When I was the first guy I ever dated, um, uh, I think he thought I yelled, which I mean, I have a temper, but I don't yell. And so he was like, <laughs> I'll never forget. I was sitting on the edge of my bed. And he's yelling at me, like mm-hmm. standing over me, yelling at me, pointing at me. And I'm just standing there, like just just sitting there, like looking mm-hmm. at him almost like I'm looking at a painting. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, why aren't you Why aren't you reacting? Like, why don't you say anything? What's, what's wrong mm-hmm. with you? And I go, I just don't really understand yelling. Mm-hmm. I don't do yelling. Like, I get that you're mad. Mm-hmm. But I do not do yelling. Like, I, that is one thing. I do, I do not exchange words in that capacity. And uh, it made him, of course... Even more Even mad. Even angrier, yeah. So he just started yelling more. And I was just like, ah, yeah, you got to go. Like, you got to leave now. Yeah, any dude that's just going to fucking yell at you is not yeah. worth your fucking time. No, not at all. So, yeah, no, I mean, obviously it didn't last. Oh, here's a question. When did you lose your virginity? I'm sure you've talked about this late. before. What? What's um, late? I believe I was 20. Is that late? I was 25, 19 bitch. or 20. I was 25. Oh, I think, I feel like it's late because I feel like everyone's like, oh yeah, I was fucking in high school. Yeah, but that's the filthy animals. I lost it in, la- not the greatest way, 
just a random man in a bathroom at a bar. I mean, at a certain point when you want to get out of the way. Yes, that's what I happens. did. I wanted it gone. I, I encourage all of your anymore. listeners, male and female, don't do that. No, don't. It's not a good story. It doesn't make for a good story. It doesn't. It's like a like I couldn't pick him out in a lineup. I yeah, it was just. I mean, I will say the way I lost my virginity, I was finally fed up. I was twenty five, so I was mm-hmm. fed up, and I found a guy that was extremely like he was so hot. Like that's the one thing. Like he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But he was fucking hot as fuck. He looked like Common. You know the rapper love- Common? Oh, of course he I do. He basically looks like Common. So sexy. And I was like, well, at least I can, at least that's the story. I, I fucked a really hot guy with a huge Were dick. Were you dating or were you just like, let me get it over with? Yeah, I was definitely like, let's get it. Let's just, like, I was like, mm-hmm. I want to fuck you. I have, well, I don't, I'm still a virgin. I need to fuck. And he had a humong- humongous dick. Oh. It was too much. It was actually, it went to waste mm-hmm. with me because I didn't have any experience. But... Uh, then we started dating, and then he was a piece of shit. So mm-hmm, I was like, "This is like mm-hmm. this got this got to stop." Yeah, I just like in my early twenties, I just fucked a lot. I just fucked That's a lot. That's good. Of just dudes from bars, and I think I'm at a point now. I like hit 30, 31, 32. I don't know. I'm forty seven, and I that was, was like, really funny on you. Post that on Instagram. That <laughs> was really funny. Thank you. I just I feel like. I used to lie about, or not lie about my age, like my Tinder says I'm 28 and I can't figure out how to change it, but it was younger because I didn't want the industry to know how old right, I was. Right, 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 right. But now it's on Wikipedia, now it's on IMDb, it doesn't fucking matter. So now I tell people I'm 50, 47. It doesn't matter. 62, You look great for your age. If you're 50, you look cares. great for your age, Nicole. Thank you, thank you. 50 years young. Yeah. Yeah, uh, queen. I don't fucking care anymore. I also like, we're coming from a generation that it doesn't matter. Yeah. We are watching women who are older be extremely successful mm-hmm. and also get like Ava DuVernay got success later in later life. Later in life, yeah. And so we're not we're not coming through like and that's why I'm happy that anybody who's like 20 right now that's all they know. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, you can be successful at any at point any in your age. life." Which yeah. is amazing. I feel bad for the women who are 40 right now who are still lying about mm-hmm. who are actually lying about their age and actually hate themselves. Yes. I'm like, "Girl, what? 40 is young. 40 is young. We're all living longer and longer. I just watched, have you ever seen All About Eve? No. It's a very interesting movie. It's All About Eve is uh, about an aging film star who has a fan who like just loves her, starts working for her, and then like not assumes her identity, but like just like starts booking more. And she's worried. She's like, I'm getting older, and this young girl's just going to just take my shit. And... I feel like now there's so many outlets that you don't have to worry about that. Right. But that was a real thing that women had to worry about. Right. You hit 50, you're you're done. You're done. You're trash. You go yeah, away. You're done. They take you out. You're done. Nobody loves you. You're done. But uh, men, men get to just grow old. And I was, wa- what, what fucking show was I watching that had an, an older woman and like you could see all the wrinkles in her face. And mm-hmm. at, at, at first, when I first saw her on screen, I was like, why does she look so weird? I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I realized it's because we don't get to see women with uh-uh. full-blown wrinkles. In- we see men all the time. All the time with wrinkles, but we see Botox women who can't move Yes, exactly. And that's what I was like looking like. There was I, I couldn't. It took me a minute mm-hmm. to figure it out. But I was so happy once I realized. I was like, oh, she has wrinkles on her face, which is normal. I see wrinkles on women all the time. All like, the time. I, I, I interact with older women all the time. So it does like it doesn't actually phase me, but on screen, it's mm-hmm. I like I definitely notice, which was like good. I'm glad I noticed because also I don't have a problem looking at this woman or her having no. authority on this show. No, it's like seeing an older woman on screen. It's not going to make people just like fucking pass out. Be like she's too old. It's fine. It might, it might make some dudes pass out. I don't know. Men need to just get on board and fucking get over shit. Men just want erections all the time. I mean, that's the problem. And I want my pussy licked all the time. But like, I'm not. Yeah, you're compromising. Old fucking. You're dudes. compromising. Priscilla, here's a question. Yeah. Would you date me? Probably not. <sighs> Fair. I agree. I think we're two strong personalities. Yeah, it wouldn't work. And I think we would just constantly butt heads. We wouldn't compromise. And I think we would. Butt heads, but then also have a conversation after and be like, all right, let's not fight about that anymore. Let's just have fun. Yeah, we love each other, right? I mean, yeah. I really love you. We and love you, right? Start this is why we would make again, good friends. And then just butt heads again. Yeah, that's why we make good friends, but not good. I agree. No, I, it's not a good dating situation. No. All right, we've come to the end. Oh. Marcella, do you have anything you want to plug? We talked about Women Crush Wednesday a lot, but it's. It's Wednesdays. a great show. I don't know when this drops. Um, I don't know either. 
Well, if it drops it's every eight, Wednesday, right? No, I was going to say, I mean, I have plenty of tour dates coming up. I am oh, coming yes, yes, yes. to the Blue Whale Comedy Festival in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the end of August. I'm coming to New York. I'm doing um, Butter Boy mm-hmm. on the, the fr- I think it's the first week of August. Um, and uh, I have dates all over. I'm doing, I'm recording my album at San Francisco Punch on July 24th and 25th, but I don't know when this drops. So hopefully you can catch that. Um, Do you have a website? MarcellaComedy.com. And two L's, MarseilleComedy.com. Um, follow me online. Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. If you liked this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, please subscribe. And if you feel compelled, you can leave a nasty little message for me, and I will read it. Imi2711 said, Nicole, I'm gay as fuck, but I want to lick jerk chicken sauce off your butt. Wow. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats to keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. This is your last chance to enter the Ohio Lottery's Fun Turns 50 promotion. Score $3,500 in two tickets to the epic party at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where you could win part of another $400,000 in cash prizes. Enter the new 50th anniversary scratch-off or $50 worth of eligible non-winning $5 or $10 scratch-offs and My Lotto Rewards through the Ohio Lottery app. Hurry up. The last entry deadline is May 13th. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly.